You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. National is vowing to deliver better social housing as part of its plan to fix our housing crisis. The plan includes ending emergency housing motels in Rotorua. National's housing spokesperson Chris Bishop is with me now. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Chris. Good morning. How will National end the use of motels in Rotorua for emergency housing? I think this is one thing that all New Zealanders would like to see an end of. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's just a tragedy what's happened, not only in Rotorua, but around the country. So emergency housing started by, under the last national government actually, as a short-term thing where uh, people who just needed a roof over their heads could you know, have a motel for two or three nights paid for by the government. But it's become this massive, um, permanent, institutionalised part of the bureaucracy where the government now spends $1 million per day uh, housing around 3,500 families and 3,500 kids in motels. And Rotorua is the kind of ground zero, but, but Hamilton and um, parts of Auckland are not great either. So look, we, I think we all acknowledge we need to do something about it. The government has basically washed their hands of it and just said, look, it's all too difficult. We're not really going to try and make a difference here. What we're going to do is say, if you've been in a motel for 12 weeks or longer, and on, on average, by the way, the average length of stay is now 21 weeks. So if you've been there for 12 weeks or longer, you have an absolute priority to get out of that motel and get into a social house on the social housing wait list. At the same time, we're going to work with community housing providers um, alongside Kainga Aura, which is the state um, housing company, and build more social houses um, so that people who are in motels can get into warm and dry homes. So if you put them in the front of a queue for a social house, how long will it take to get them into a house? Well, it will vary from city to city and from region to region, um, but we've, we've got to send the message through the system that we just can't go on with people spending month after month in motels. The average length of stay is 21 weeks, as I say. That's you know, you know, not, not far off um, past a year. I know of families who have spent two years in motels. There are women um, living in motels around the country who've had two babies in motels and bring out their kids. Um, this is just a, a tragedy on a human scale, and it's also an economic disaster for the country. So we're just saying we've got to rejig the system a bit so that people who are living in motels, they should have a priority on getting into a home and then get the wraparound support around them as well so that they can um, get on with their lives. So where are these homes coming from? So um, there's a combination of community housing providers, but also Kainga Aura, which is the government's housing company. The other thing I'd, I'd say is that um, it's not intuitive to some people, but it is really important, is that our changes to the private rental market around interest will make a difference. So one of the reasons why we've seen a big increase in the number of people in motels over the last few years is that the social housing register, which is the wait list of people who need a social house, has increased. And that has increased because people simply can't afford the private rental market. So there's a flow-on effect. So rents have increased $175 a week around the country on average in the last six years. If you put downward pressure on rents and make rents more affordable, you will see fewer people on the social housing register and you will see fewer people in motels. So there's not one silver bullet. There's a whole lot of things we have to do to fix our housing crisis. But do you, do you, We've got a pretty comprehensive plan. Look, the Bright Line test and, of course, the interest deductibility and things, they're all going to contribute. But, uh, you know, landlords are also dealing with a rise in rates, rise in insurance costs and things like that. So I, I, I don't imagine that landlords are immediately going to go, yep, no, sure, let's drop the price of this rent. It might make it more, might hold it. But I don't know if that alone is going to drop the the cost of a rent of rents. No, no, you're right, and there's lots of factors that go into rents. But what we do know from the landlord surveys um, that, that actually the government has been commissioning themselves, run by polling companies, is that 
um, the interest deductibility and some of the other costs that have been loaded on um, have, have contributed to rising rents. Landlords say that. And, and actually, the government was told by the officials when they introduced the interest deductibility, it would put more pressure on the social housing register and the emergency housing system. They were actually yeah. told by the officials. So, so, so I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a silver bullet doing yeah. that, but I'm saying it would put down pressure no, on no, rent. I understand it's a, it's a complex situation with lots of, lots of parts leading into it. So if we want to get people out of motels quickly, uh, obviously it takes a while to build a house. So we're actually looking for existing, existing properties. Is that where the community housing providers come in? That's right. So community housing providers, um, in some cases, are built, well, in fact, in almost all cases, they are building new houses, but uh, they also have access to existing houses where they can wrap support around people. So um, we want to work with them. We want them to build more houses as well. Um, now, to be fair to the government, they inherited a, um, a system that we set up that has extended uh, operational funding for social housing to the community housing sector and they have continued with that and we want to double down on that and go even further. But the community housing providers, I'm thinking about groups like Vision West um, in Auckland, um, the Salvation Army, um, Court in Auckland, uh, Emerge in Wellington for example, uh, or Emerge actually around the country, Dwell Trust in Wellington. They tend to be more nimble, they tend to be, um, they're smaller and they're more agile and they look after their tenants better. Um, and sometimes some of the people in social housing have quite complex needs. Mm. Uh, and you know, they've got, you know, so I think about the Salvation Army um, operation I visited, for example, they've got a, um, a couple of um, you know, people solely dedicated on pastoral care there, for example. Um, no, they, they, uh, do, they do incredible work, and you're right, we should be using them because they know what they're doing, they're, they're, they work in this field. So if they've got availability to be taking people from emergency housing now, why haven't they been? Well, they have in some cases, to be fair, and I, I don't want to um, be too critical. The government has um, essentially used national... The community housing, modern community housing system was established by the last national government, and to be fair to the current government, they have um, extended that a little bit, but they have had a sole focus on... They've had a, a very large focus on Kainga Ora. We want to grow the community housing sector um, and not so much grow Kainga Ora. Um, and, look... Uh, that will take time. I'm not saying this is going to happen immediately. I mean, if we could move everyone out of motels tomorrow, um, we would. Um, that, that, well, that isn't able to happen. Um, but what we want to do is make sure by the end of our first term in government, uh, we get as many people out of motels as possible and end the use of large-scale emergency housing um, in motels. Are you throwing any more money at this, uh, Chris? Building, uh, well, of, building of houses and things? Or will you be using the existing budget? Using the existing budget, the government spends $4 billion a year on housing subsidies this year, uh, every year, um, across accommodation supplement, income-related rent, um, the emergency housing um, places. As I say, a million dollars a day spent on motels. There's much better uses of that money. Uh, We are going to establish a social bond, which is going to be funded from within um, existing uh, appropriations that the government's appropriated but have actually not spent yet. Um, And that's going to look at innovative ways to get um, families out of motels and into houses. Wonderful. Thanks so much for your time, Chris. Really appreciate it today. That was uh, Nationals Housing Spokesperson Chris Bishop. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9 a.m. Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.